increasing regulation, market saturation, and rising interest rates. Still think short-term rentals make sense? You're not alone. Join industry experts Bill Faith and Kenny Bedwell as they discuss how you can invest while still staying ahead of the curve, identifying trends before they happen, or blowing them away outright with their insights. This is STRonomics. The podcast is brought to you by Market My STR, the ultimate all-in-one marketing platform for short-term rental hosts. Are you tired of juggling multiple marketing tools? Say goodbye to the hassle and make your life as a host a breeze with Market My STR. Boost your booking rates and increase your revenue in no time with our powerful features. Our platform streamlines your marketing efforts so you can focus on what you do best, providing unforgettable guest experiences. Whether you're a newcomer or a seasoned host, Market My STR has got you covered. Stay connected with your guests using our comprehensive set of communication tools. From custom landing pages to text messages, email marketing, and social media integration, we provide all the tools you need to elevate your short-term rental business. Streamline your operations, enhance your guest experience today. Don't settle for less so we can have it all. Make the switch to MarketMySTR's all-in-one marketing platform and watch your business soar. Visit MarketMySTR.com today to sign up for your free trial. That's MarketMySTR.com. Elevate your short-term rental business with Mark and my STR. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to STRonomics. Kenny, today we're going to be talking about rent roll and why it literally doesn't fucking matter in most respects. And a lot of people rely on it. A lot of inexperienced agents rely on it. But I think you and I would agree that neither of us would ever use that as we're building out a performa to truly evaluate a property. What say you? Yes. Yes. And uh, on two sides. So the most common situation or scenario that I hear is Kenny, somebody sent me this property. It was, it's previously run by a property management company and they made $80,000 and they say, they say it has the potential to do more if I run it. How do they know that? That's a good Because question. I'm good, Kenny. I listen to your podcast. I can do 140. Bring it on, baby. Yeah. 140. Yeah. Or they're just like, well, if I just update the furniture or, you know, like use better pricing, I can make more money and do that extra twenty, thirty thousand dollars whatever it is. So that's typically the logic. But then the question, like you just said, is how do you know that? Like, what's your, the, because their premise is the fact that it's currently doing 80,000 and they suspect that just by tweaking a few things that it will just start generating more income. I think you got to go back to John Hodgism and the mastermind markup of 30%. You got to look at your performance based on STR insights, air DNA, the percentile, whatever it is over a period of time and multiple properties. And then if you go into a new market, you don't even know the new market. I think right. the problem, what you're talking about is you're talking about investors that probably aren't as savvy as we are that are looking at that. Oh, that was a property management company. Evolve was managing that or Vicasso was managing that. I by default can do better than them. That, okay, well, what exactly are you going to implement that they did not that's going to generate more revenue? Just buying new couches or throwing up a mural, in my opinion, isn't going to do that for you. It's the combination of about five to 10 different factors. Correct. Absolutely. So if the property isn't in the right location to begin with there's a revenue ceiling a revenue potential that it has so it could be tapped out and just adding and updating whatever like 
you could completely do a gut rehab if you wanted to on a property and it's still not generate that much more revenue because it's not in the right location, you know, or it doesn't have the right amenities or, you know, like I, I, I had a call with somebody today about a pool uh, property, um, adding a pool to their beach property in Panama city beach. And they're like, well, we've added all these other amenities. We're not sure. Like if we can get out of the, the $80,000 range, how do we do that? And I'm looking at it. I'm like, add a pool. Like, ah, it's like, it's going to be like 75 to a hundred thousand dollars to do that. Okay. We just sell your house and move closer to the beach and get better views. Yeah. Or yeah, just get rid of that. Yeah. I don't know. Like it's, it's like, that's the only way it doesn't matter if you put a bunch of cool design and decor, constantly tweak your prices. You might get it from like 80 to 85, maybe 90 or something, but like, you're not going to just flip the switch and like, but if you're a, but also if you're a short five minute walk to the beach, (laughs) You're already fucked anyway, so just don't spend the 80 grand on adding the pool. That's very true. Yeah. Right. So I mean, a lot of people, and I we just I just say that to give context, right? Because they take exactly what we say as gospel. Hey, I'm on the other side of whatever the road is. I'm on the other side of 30A and it takes 10 minutes to walk. But if I Bill and Kenny said have an eighty thousand dollar pool and you know we're gonna crush, it doesn't work that way location, proximity, views, nail those first three, and then you don't even have to worry about all the other stuff. So if you have a crappy location with no views, a pool may not fix your problem. Correct. Yeah, no, that that's that's exactly the way you look at it. I mean, understand the market, what works in the market, why people are going there, and why this property is generating what it's generating is going to be key in determining if you can actually do that. We talked about the enemy method, you know, Avery Carl's enemy method. And evaluating properties nearby to tr- get true comps in a range. We want a tier range of what the property can potentially do. I personally, I know you t- before the call we're talking about it, you don't even ask for the rent roll. I do just to see what they do, but I never run that in my performer. I want it. I, I'm curious. I want to know what they were currently doing, and um, you know, just see because uh, a lot of times too, I can use that for negotiation, like. You oh you said this was a revenue performer but you're only making twenty thousand dollars like what you know this property isn't worth seven hundred thousand <laughs> so that is the only time that I would ever request yep. it to be honest with you and be, because I know negotiation a hundred percent but it's funny the reason I don't ask for it I'm not saying I don't ever take it I never request it. Because especially if I go into a new market and I have to use a new agent that I don't have a relationship with, if they try to sell me based on current rent roll and tell me everything's great, look at what these people are doing, then I literally might switch the freaking agent because they don't know anything about what's going on and how people really should be underwriting properties. And I think that's one of the telltale signs of an inexperienced agent or somebody that's trying to oversell. You know what I mean? So I do look at it but I never request it on my own. I don't take it into consideration as you stated into a performa. I'm going to use STR Insights, AirDNA, Rabu, MashVisor, and combine everything, you know, to try to get the best data that I can. But I also know historically what I am producing over the 90th percentile, you know, in your platform, STR Insights and an AirDNA. And if I know that, then I can give myself a pretty good barometer if I see how that property is being hosted. So I'll still do the enemy method. I'll still look, I'll still go in and look at their calendars. I'll look at what they have booked. I'll look at all of that type of stuff. But I might have a little bit different opinion if I was in the 50th or 70, 75th percentile as a host. 
then I might really take that into a, an account. But the other thing that we never know in regards to that rent roll, Kenny, is what is that host? What is that PM? What is that co-host doing off platform? Right. And that's a, that's a thing that's really, really challenging because we also don't know how people manage Airbnb and Verbo. Some people don't have their calendar synced and they manually update them. Some people may have a, a ton of owner stays. You could get a rent roll of 60 grand and then not this. And you, then you go in and you look at the calendars booked all through the winter and it may not be a snowbird. It could be a direct booking snowbird. It could be that they go and they stay at the property for X amount of weeks or months. There's a lot of due diligence that has to go into, it's not just binary looking at an end user of, of a number. Would you agree? Yes. Yes. I, yes. I, I mean, I'll say it like 20 times, like, yes, yes, yes. Because it's, you, you need multiple comps. You also need to understand. I've seen, I've seen both sides and everybody thinks it's the one side that usually happens when someone sells the house, it's always underperforming. It can do better. There's so much more potential, but I've. That's I'm emotional, gonna, Kenny. It is. You know that as well as I do. Yep. And I, I keep hearing, and I'm hearing more and more of these stories where people bought the property. It was previously making X amount. Like uh, one person was like, it was making 130,000. And now I only made 80,000 on it. And you're like, well, that's a $50,000, you know, Delta. Did we talk to the same person today? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, posted the comments on it, we can say. But um, anyway, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of, and then I, I hear, but here's the thing, like we we're hearing this, you're, you're hearing, I, I don't think it's the same person. Cause I heard this like months, months ago, but I'm continually hearing this. And I even did this. So I posted a reel as I'm trying to figure out how to make better reels. So uh, if you go watch it, bear, bear with me. In my Would that life. be on Instagram at Kenny underscore Bedwell? Yeah, it is. Yeah. So thank you. Uh, so I posted a reel though, about this property that somebody sent. And uh, it was off market. We're seeing a lot of these off market ones where sellers are like, oh, I'm trying to buy something bigger. That's usually, you know, you ask them, why are you selling your property? Oh, I want to buy something that's, bigger. That's code for I'm not making enough money on the property currently. Bingo. There you go. Exactly. So that's what we got. My client's like, Kenny, what do you think this will do? And the she's like, well, the seller did $60,000. So the listing price of the property is six fifty. dollars Seller did $60,000 in the last, in 160 days. And that was for the full year, like in a full year, but they didn't maximize this, this, and this. And they believe it has potential to do over a hundred and yada, yada, yada. Like, you know, just like the story and it builds and you're like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And then I go in there, I find the property in STR Insights. I then pull it into STR Insights and I say, okay, cool. Based off of what it did at the beginning of 2022 versus the beginning of 2023, like the first six months, comparing year over year, first half, that property in 2022 in the first half did $42,000. So in the first half, that was like its peak season time where it made $42,000 and then $8,000 the, the, the back half. And in 2023, it only made $35,000. So it's already down year over year. So And they haven't done anything different. And they're losing money. Therefore, they're selling it, trying to scale. So anyway, long story short, we just can't really take what people are saying about, especially sellers, you know, oh, this property's got so much potential. And if you just add X, Y, and Z, it's going to make so much more money. They don't know. And if they did know, they wouldn't be selling it unless there was some sort of like crisis or emergency. So, but most of them, there isn't. 
They're trying to get out of it and trying to put that money somewhere else. So that's the bullshit alert, bullshit alert, bullshit alert. The only reason people sell fucking real estate is when it's not making money. So whenever somebody's trying to sell something and they give you that story, you know, John Hodge kind of, you know, from the super team kind of coined this. Don't tell me a story. Just show me the performa. Yep. Right. If somebody is trying to sell a property, they are selling because it's not generating enough cash. It's not generating enough cash on cash return, enough IR, whatever acronym you want to look at. Right. At the end of the day, it's underperforming for them. If it was performing, they would hold on to it. You know, unless there is a true life event, which doesn't happen every time, because every time you look at Airbnbs for sale, oh, I'm selling this high performing property so I can invest into a boutique hotel or I can level up my properties. I get that. But you know what? Just let them let it talk for itself. Let the numbers do the talking. It's just it's it's the BS meter that that goes off when people lead in you know, saying those things. And the seller has no idea how you're going to host and you have no idea how the seller hosted. Just plain and simple. Can you tell quite a bit by design, location? Is it updated? Is it new paint? Is it the right colors? You know, just all those things, the amenities, that type of stuff. Yes. But once again, you've got to have that entire canvas to go in and completely repaint. And I, I think you have, I, 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 I'm just, I got to advise everybody. Don't even look at the rent roll unless you're going to use it as Kenny stated for negotiation. That's the most valuable thing I can consider from a rent roll, because especially if it doesn't compare, if it's way off from SDR insights or AirDNA. And then, I mean, the way I do it too, is I say, Oh, what are the financials? You know, I get it. And then I look at it, it's usually like a lot of times they'll try to put it like 10% so that what they made was 10% of the purchase price. And I, and I always ask, how is this going to pencil out? Well, you got to look at the, I'm not buying on based on potential. I'm buying based on like what it can do, like what it is doing and you know what I can do in the, and what the properties in the area are doing. And none of them are doing more than that. So how is this going to pencil out? Make the numbers work for me. And so what we're doing is putting in offers based on revenue of projected revenue, not revenue of what the property actually did as a short-term rental, but what we're seeing other properties and comparables do in a range, good, better, best modeling. And we're making offers based on revenue rather than just price of what is sellers are offering. There's a lot of sellers that are willing to negotiate today. I'm seeing a lot of seller concessions. People saying, well, you know, it's listed at 650, but there's some wiggle room. Hearing that a ton. And so, you know, it's there's opportunity. You just have to be very smart and careful about it too. I think a lot of people don't understand the ramifications of trying to avoid paying tax, Kenny. And, oh. you know, they they will overexpense in their properties and in their businesses. They will do the same thing with their personal expenses their personal finances to try to get their tax burden down and when you do that personally and you don't have a high enough income then you don't become bankable and when you do that with your property then it doesn't become sellable right so i think the 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 tax return tells everything and you know i'm seeing astute investors when they are even buying properties if they're owned in an entity to where they're asking for tax returns as opposed to just rent roll because you're actually buying a business Especially yeah. if somebody's trying to sell you based on the revenue, 
of that property, you are legitimately buying a business. That doesn't mean they can go and do a fucking cap rate unless it's a quadplex or higher, right? You're still buying based on comps, but if they're going to leverage their, their rent roll, then you better treat it like you're doing an acquisition of a, a co coffee shop or a restaurant or a tire business or whatever it is and go through that true Show evaluation process. What's yeah. that? Show me the returns. I mean, I've asked for yeah. it twice. I'm going down for a client tomorrow to uh, Gulf Shores for a duplex. And they're trying to sell me the same thing on rent roll. I am li I literally asked for returns and they've refused. Okay, well, then that's fine. That mean that tells me that's the yellow light going off that they are, it's not going to match what they produced in their rent roll. Yep. Right. And, and it's one of those deals where they have the rent roll public in the listing, which you see very rarely. Usually it's only, it's really great. This one's probably a income producing property. Yeah. It's probably in the 60th percentile, maybe 70th at, at best, but I just don't put a whole lot of stock in it. I'm selling the rent roll. Yeah. No, I feel like, yeah, it's just, I I've seen it. I've seen it go. And on the flip side, I will say like, yeah, I do every now and then someone gets it and then, oh, they're pr producing it this, but now I'm doing here. But that has gotten, that is less and less common today than before. So you really need to make sure that when you're evaluating, like well, going back to it again, am I using comparable properties to evaluate my, you know, what the, what I believe this property can do? Am I also doing a good, better, best model where I'm taking into account a 15% hit in the marketplace? Because that's what a lot of markets are kind of seeing right now. And so unless the property is ultra special and unique and you never have to worry about competition, you need to be considering a slight dip in revenue with your projections beyond the trailing 12. We are getting through, which is really nice. I guess your insights is updating August data. Today is the 4th of September. So like by the time you listen to this, the data is going to be updated. So we've got all of summer in. And yeah, it wasn't that pretty, to be honest. <laughs> so um, everywhere has kind of seen a slight dip summer over summer. And so we we need to take that into account when we're running our projections. But there are still great deals out there. So don't be afraid. Just don't look at the rent roll. Don't look at the rent roll. That's right. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, everybody, on this episode of STR Anomics Got it with right. Kenny Bedwell and Bill Faith. Happy hosting, everybody. Thank you for listening to STR Anomics. Stay ahead of the curve and subscribe today. This podcast is a hospitality.fm production.